Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Say Partnership AMA, hosted by White Whale. Let's take a listen. All right. Let's go ahead and start this thing off. Uh, welcome to this uh, Twitter spaces where we will discuss everything about the White Whale and uh, Say Partnership. Uh, I'm Secret Ninja. I'm uh, joining from the White Whale Twitter account today. Um, and let's start this thing off with a round of introduction. Um, why don't you go ahead, Dan, and introduce yourself. Let our guests from Say talk first. Awesome. Thanks a lot. And uh, Secret Ninja, I can only aspire to have uh, such an amazing, such a dope name. <laughs> um, I go by Deedle. Um, otherwise, Dan, uh, been in crypto now for full time since the middle of 2017. So I guess over five years now, been kind of a whirlwind, um, but exciting. And I've worked on a lot of different protocols, but I've always been really passionate about DeFi. Uh, in the past several years, I've been working in the Cosmos ecosystem and I led Sentinel, um, the decentralized VPN protocol, um, leveraging the blockchain to host all of the decentralized VPN nodes. Uh, and I got to know the team at Say really on, early on at the beginning of this year uh, and came on to see the power of building an L1 that's optimized for DeFi um, and for trading use cases. So really excited to be here and uh, thanks for hosting. I can jump in as well. Uh, I'm Kevin. I help lead growth at Say Labs, uh, backgrounds in traditional finance as well as startups. Uh, got into crypto at the beginning of last year uh, when I was running my own business super frustrated with uh, remit the remittance payment industry and uh, stumbled upon crypto, realized it had a massive, uh, uh, addressed a massive problem that I saw within traditional finance and jumped in, joined the SAID team, uh, was super excited about kind of the strength of the team and the vision that they had. Um, quick background on the team. It's primarily a group of uh, those with backgrounds in traditional finance from top firms like Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, RBC, um, and our, our engineering team is primarily from uh, some of the top names in Web2. So Robinhood, Airbnb, Meta, Uber, um, and uh, we really came together to, to really address this major issue that we saw within, within uh, crypto, which is uh, building out a DeFi layer for trading. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Uh, does the Say account want to speak as well? Oh, no. I think it's just going to be us too. Okay. Then let's go ahead. Sebastian, do you want to take it off from here? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know me, I am the founder um, of White Whale. White Whale, we were originally uh, pro, uh, protocol on Terra 1.0. Our mission was to decentralize arbitrage, make arbitrage open and easy and give access to it to the layperson, to the retail trader, um, and to, to protect the, the USD peg, ironically, right? Um, we, you know, we learned a lot of great lessons from our experience in, uh, in Terra 1.0. Um, we retooled our protocol, right? We survived the nuclear blast, um, you know, retooled the protocol, and now we're focused on building an infrastructure for arbitrage across the cosmos and across the IBC. Um, so we want to provide the tools um, to, to all of these chains, right? To all of these chains on the IBC to make it easy um, for their, the DEXs that already exist on their protocol that are being built on their protocol to be arbed um, and then provide liquidity across the, the IBC and, and stabilize prices. So um, that's what we're working on now. We believe that that what we're building will will provide tools that will augment and enhance 
um, a lot of these chains, um, especially the, the order books, right? Especially the order book ones. And, um, you know, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Right. Awesome. Sencom. Sure. I'm Sencom. Hi. I'm a, I'm the CTO from White Whale. I joined the team uh, last year. Um, traditionally, I, so I studied computer science, so I'm a computer scientist, but I come from a um, AI background, but I pivoted to crypto development three years ago. And yeah, now I'm here. All right. We have one more team member, Fable Dart. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm OX Fable. Uh, I've been a dev on the project since the beginning hackathon entry and been having fun all the way. Uh, I first got involved in crypto about 2017, but since doing stuff with Cosmosm and the team here, I've been having a, a lot of fun. I'm never going back to Solidity, probably. Great to meet you all. Awesome. All right. Um, um, do you want to guys give a big, uh, quick background on what you're doing with the Say protocol so the White Whale community knows what, what you're up to? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, so what we're building at Say is really the base layer infrastructure, the L1 blockchain for trading and DeFi applications. Um, and so right now, like the, the, the issue is that the current design space for like an L1 doesn't perfectly match like the needs of a lot of advanced trading applications, especially DeFi primitives um, because of uh, congestion issues because of optimizations made for decentralized exchanges and because of um, like actual speed and, and really um, block times. So we're building a layer one blockchain as the uh, base layer infrastructure for advanced DeFi applications. Um, and so we built the tech stack. We're building on the Cosmos SDK um, and leveraging Cosmos because of the ability to customize and modularize every aspect of the tech stack. Um, with all the optimizations for a decentralized uh, order book. Um, and then we're also optimizing for congestion. And that is one way that the state blockchain does that is by being a permission chain. So not any application can uh, deploy on say, it has to get approved by on-chain governance. Um, and then it's the fastest blockchain to finality uh, in existence at around 600 milliseconds right now. So each block is around 600 milliseconds on our, currently on our testnet. Um, and each block settles uh, orders to finality. So we're really thinking about what would decentralized application founders need as the best infrastructure to build out um, the next DeFi, like scale, the next um, generation of DeFi applications and, and building the base layer infrastructure to do so. Yeah, and jumping in there, really at say, we're enabling this vibrant and really high performance ecosystem of DeFi apps. And there's going to be a lot of opportunities for uh, where ordering really matters. Um, and this is related heavily to kind of our partnership with White Whale, where, you know, from our end, um, from our end, there's going to be significant arbitrage opportunities. And White Whale's ARB bots and AMM decks will allow traders to really ARB around both Say's order books as well as AMM exchanges that build upon us. Um, Additionally, there's a huge going to be a big opportunity for flash loans, which improves capital efficiency on the chain, um, allows the monetization of idle capital. Um, additionally, there will just be better price parity along with other chains within the ecosystem. Um, and in the long run, we're just really excited about White Whale's ability to kind of have this cross-chain liquidity hub through uh, their through your AMM pools. And you know, we'd love for our community to be able to learn a little bit more from you guys about this. Yeah. Hey, hey, real quick, if I could just ask a question um, here to both of you guys. So, um, you know, <clears throat> order book DEXs are kind of the new rage, right? And you, you've seen, you, you know, you, you have liquid staking protocols and then you, you got the order book DEXs, right? So, I'm, I mean, we have Kajira, we have Injective, right? We have, I, I don't know, maybe half dozen um order books that we're starting to either see you know that, that it, it's burgeoning right so and and you guys touched on this a little bit but i just want to i just want to give you guys a chance to, to to tell everybody in our community like what what is your edge right what makes you guys different um from all the other order books that we're seeing come out right now on the on the ibc 
Yeah, no, that's a great point and a good question. And really the difference is um, you're talking about app-specific chains, right? Like Kujira, where they're building a lot of the applications in their own ecosystem and are kind of in control of what are the applications that are coming onto that chain. Or you're talking about specific DEXs, right? Like um, Injective is, again, an example of in a layer one blockchain, but building the applications on their own chain. Um, like Injective Labs is building uh, a lot of the, the applications on top of Injective. We are completely agnostic around what applications are trying to build on Say and are not going to be competing to build DEXs on Say. So we're not a decentralized exchange. We are an L1 pure L1 blockchain. Um, and then any DeFi application that wants to build on Say can apply and go through on-chain governance. But there's no um, inherent kind of conflicts of interest competing against um, applications that might be built by the core labs team that's also incubating the blockchain. And also you get the benefits of a general purpose chain, um, like the composability you would get you know, on ETH or on um, Solana and the social coordination, right? So there's, there's huge networks around these um, L1 blockchains because of all the applications function well with, with composability. But then you also get the benefits of um, more app-specific chains or like as say is a not app-specific chain, but a use case chain for trading and for DeFi. Um, so you get the customizability and optimizing the chain for those use cases and also um, benefit from the interoperability of IBC. But the difference is that we are not a decentralized exchange. We are just a, uh, L1 optimized for trading use cases and, and we don't have competing uh, applications built on the chain. Awesome. Thanks for that. Great introduction. Um, Sencom, can you maybe give a little bit of background where about the intricacies of the uh, of our partnership? Like maybe explain a little bit uh, about arbitrage, how we are uh, enabling the arbitrage mechanism on say and why an AMM and order book both make sense in the DeFi context. Sure. Let me just add something to um, the question Deedle just, just answered. Um, I think what makes Say very interesting is the very low block time because the decentralized finance systems, they are supposed to be as user-friendly as the traditional finance systems in terms of centralized exchanges, for example, but of course still be decentralized. And low block times are a critical piece of this. Imagine you were on Binance and every order takes 10 seconds to to complete or to to get registered this is terrible but once you get in the sub second area things really start to blur between decentralized and centralized from terms of user experience so this is a great thing for decentralized applications right now um to your question so let me give you first of or the listeners of this call a very quick overview about what we're building so the abstract of it. So White Whale is one of the first protocols that instead of just using interoperability, they built their, or we build, build our business model around this multi-chain vision. We're not only use it, using it, we're building around it. And with the growing inter interchain economy, a lot of problems surface, and mostly of them are market inefficiencies and capital inefficiencies. So the more the interchain economy grows, the more fractured liquidity you will get, the more price disparities you have in shaking markets, and the more idle capital will sit on all of these chains for arbitrage, for liquidations. And that's just not an efficient economy that can scale to, um, to the size of traditional finance that we have now. So that's what we're trying to solve. And we're trying to solve this in a way where we try to create a, a protocol that allows liquidity to flow between different chains. So that's why we call ourselves an interchain liquidity and arbitrage protocol, because this interchain liquidity flow allows or will allow user, users to deposit their liquidity not only on one chain, but into this interchain network where the liquidity is balanced across the interchain wherever it's needed. And building on this, you can um, build DEX aggregators or price stabilizers 
that managed to stabilize the prices, for example, between Juno, Say, and Archway. And this is very interesting, and also necessary for a growing interchain economy. So this was the abstract of what we're building. In, in practice, it will look like that we have, or we will deploy what we call liquidity hubs on each chain that we want to have part of this liquidity uh, network. And these liquidity hubs, they consist um, prim primarily of two things. One is um, an AMM DEX. That's just AMM pools. You have you know, the standard Uniswap, Osmosis, JunoSwap, TerraSwap, an AMM DEX, nothing special, just vanilla stuff. And then flash loan vaults. So this is a single, uh, single asset contract where people can deposit their funds in and other people, for example, bots or liquidators can take flash loans for capital efficient arbitrage and liquidations. And um, the DEX is required to, um, and this is where, where things get interesting between Say and White Whale, the DEX can be used to create arbitrage opportunities between the order book and our AMM pools. And this can be done in a capital efficient way where the, the arbitrage guys can use a flash loan and are between the decks and the, the order book. And this creates volume, this creates fees, and a couple of other very interesting uh, things we can get into later. But that's primarily what we are bringing to the SAY ecosystem. Yeah, and if I could just jump in um, real quick there, a great example uh, we saw this past week or, or last week rather with the um, the Lunk pump and the Luna pump, right? Um, you saw some tweets, I think, from LunkDAO and from other players in the ecosystem about how I think USTC was trading at huge disparities um, across chains, uh, you know, other chains in the IBC that it trades on, like in some places double, right? So when you have these huge pumps and these huge or, or dumps, right? huge price movements and the market is shaking, um, you get incredible ARB opportunities across the IBC, right? So in, a, in very short terms and very basic terms, what White Whale is building is we're building the tools and the infrastructure to smooth out all those rough edges to where people can ARB those, those things very easily because these price disparities, um, they were there for a couple of days, right? Um, they still may be there. I, I don't know, but and arbing them manually is um, is just very inefficient, right? So basically, we're we're building this system of aqueducts um, to where the the liquidity flows very efficiently, um, and those arbitra arb opportunities can be capitalized on easily. Um, and it just makes for better pricing. It makes for more stable markets. It makes for, um, you know, more price stability across the IBC, more liquidity, all of these things, right? So so that's a case in point. Yeah, I think the aqueduct analogy is super interesting and one that is like really helpful for, for users to understand and, you know, uh, kind of clarifying what, what this looks like with how White Whale is like building things on, say, is the fact that White Whale will deploy these bot-focused AMMs that improve capital efficiency on the chain. Um, additionally, enabling flash loans also really helps uh, get users involved with uh, improving uh, arbitrage w within within uh, various chains and making sure that pricing is uh, more uniform. Um, also, particularly excited about these open source arbitrage bots that you guys are are whipping up as well, as I think this really does help uh, help uh, create an open environment for DeFi and for users to come in and understand how how this works across across chains. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, and what benefits, um, let's dive a bit deeper, are there in particularly for the Say user and the White Whale user in this partnership? Maybe uh, any of you guys can jump in here and um, yeah, um, say, say what are the benefits if you're providing liquidity on Say or on White Whale and why? Why is this uh, beneficial, this partnership, through the arbitrage? Sure. Happy to, to um, tell you something about your question. So when we deploy our system on, on say, there, both users will benefit from it, from it in different ways. So first, um, 
the additional AMM pools, they will create arbitrage. So arbitrage opportunities, which people can take. So this creates volume and volume creates fees and fees attract more liquidity. So, so there's a positive feedback cycle between um, all that we're um, bootstrapping here with adding more volume to the system. Then there are more yield generation or generating sources. For example, the flash loan vaults, they don't have any impermanent loss and people can deposit their funds into there and profit from the arbitrage and liquidations happening on say. So there's yield opportunity, there's this positive feedback cycle that we can help induce and or strengthen. And then there is something that I'm particularly excited about, about say network and the combination with order or with AMM DEXs, namely that, and I don't think this is something we're seeing in crypto right now, but AMMs and order books, they do both have their strength, strengths and weaknesses, but by combining them, I think you can, it's symbiotic. So um, the, the strengths accumulate and the weaknesses, they eliminate themselves. What I'm talking about, one of the, the weaknesses of order books is that usually there's a big buy wall and a sell wall. And between it, there are market making and grid bots that just let the price fluctuate a couple of persons up and down all the time. But in a shaky market, once these buy and sell walls break, you get huge pumps and huge dumps. So lots of market volatility. And it takes some time before the price stabilizes again. So you can think of it like it doesn't have a smooth curve. The price curve is not smooth with order books. And this leads to a bad user experience and, of course, liquidations, something um, both things we don't want. But when you introduce AMMs, they have a smooth liquidity curve. So whenever you're buying an AMM, um, you get a smooth price increase or decrease. So. Once you have this price breakout, either up or down on, on the order books, with the AMMs, you can ARP that back. So by that, um, in that sense, it's, it um, cuts off the edges of, of the breakouts in the order book and thus creates a more stable user experience and less liquidations and, of course, volume. Awesome. Anybody, wanna, uh, anybody else want to jump in here or was that clear enough? All right. Uh, maybe you guys uh, from Say want to talk a little bit about your vision, what you want to accomplish with your protocol, and um, what does uh, success looks like for you? Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, we're really excited about um, the better, better price fees and better liquidity uh, benefiting from White Whale's um, liquidity pools, and that's going to not only help, that's going to help all the different applications that are built on Say. So what our vision is, is that DeFi has the ability to um, scale so that, you know, in the background of a video game, you know, the functionality of, um, you know, uh, Sen was mentioning earlier, the ability to better match the experience of a centralized exchange that can all be done on chain with uh, transparency and accountability. Um, and that we can have a wide variety of DeFi applications built and benefiting from the interoperability of IBC, but um, the benefits of having an L1 that's tailor fit for uh, DeFi applications. So our vision is really helping scale the next like generation of DeFi applications um, and that they're no longer kind of a niche thing that is like kind of cornered to a crypto world, but that they're actually being utilized in everyday applications and that the uh background tech and the background functionality is so seamless that we're it matches kind of what we're used to in the web 2 world um so i think that low latency a really fast blockchain and um no congestion uh you know congestion free and being able to execute um seamlessly is exactly what we're focused on and we're excited to provide you know resources and, and backing of great founders as they build on say uh, and can, kevin can give some more context as well yeah, absolutely. We've just kind of released a uh, RFP, so request for proposal, where uh, we have actually received a lot of uh, inbound interest on uh, DeFi builders that are interested in creating kind of innovative products uh, within through the infrastructure that we provide at Say. 
Um, as we've already mentioned, the incredibly fast block times, fastest chain of finality, and uh, the order book module itself. Um, kind of speaking more towards kind of what um, what what Whitewell is chat talking about, I think it's an incredible opportunity for it's a, it's a credible opportunity for users that are able to kind of benefit from both AMMs and order books on the chain and uh, the ability to kind of have um, arbitrage technology that that helps kind of create a capital efficient environment is also very exciting. Um, I think one thing that was is kind of not prevalent within traditional finance is the ability for users to actually get involved with arbitrage and uh, benefit like you guys have mentioned. So being able to uh, kind of put capital into uh, into your flash loans or put capital into your pools and and benefit from real yield is particularly exciting. Um, and uh, we're really looking forward to seeing how um, new builders come in and uh, propose ways to use some of this composable technology that is, is being being uh, being built on on say. So uh, really appreciate uh, being able to hop on this AMA and to hear more about your uh, cross-chain arbitrage vision. Cool. Thanks for that. Uh, what is your current status? Um, you guys are currently on testnet. When are you plan uh, planning on launching mainnet? And uh, yeah, take us a little bit through your roadmap maybe. Yeah, so is currently in incentivized testnet and we're at the end of act three, um, moving into act four. Dan, do you want to go through some of the details of, of what this entails? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so we've been doing a lot as far as stress testing the chain and exploring kind of what are the different ways that there are any pot potential things that either we're aware of or even unaware of that could um, hinder the chain or hinder our success. And so since the onset of uh, the beginning of July, we've been in incentivized testnet, uh, the Sainami testnet, and it's been broken into four different acts. Um, the first act focused mostly on validators and um, securing the chain, ensuring that um, blocks are propagating and that they're getting verified um, and uh, that the chain is highly functioning. And then the second act was built, uh, focused more on Vortex, which is a perpetuals protocol. Um, built on say that's uh the first like decentralized application that's uh, committed to building on say and uh test functioning um a d app in real time to understand its functionalities the liquid the liquidation engine um the the front end usage of um the the decentralized app and then um now in the third act we're really stress testing the chain for um spamming attacks for DDoSing and having multiple um, instances of the say blockchain to um, really stress test it for kind of any type of um, any type of challenge that it could face as far as um, you know like even situations that we wouldn't fully identify. So giving a wide variety of um, challenges put to the chain, and we've been fortunate. There were there are over twenty five hundred different um active uh validators on the testnet and um closer to four thousand members that have been uh involved in this incentivized testnet so we've gotten tons of feedback and and um are constantly updating and, and checking kind of the different missions and people um putting the chain to uh to pushing us to its max and checking for bugs and then um the fourth act is going to be um contributing to um uh, different types of infrastructure that can be built to support the chain. So it's it's been uh, really rewarding so far, and we're getting a lot of uh, feedback, and we're going to continue to um, stay in both uh, a DevNet as well as incentivized testnet uh, through the next several months um, as we gear up towards mainnet. Cool. Thanks for that. Uh, Sebastian or Sancom, do you want to give a quick update where we're at right now with our protocol and uh, what's on the roadmap? Yeah, I'll let, I'll let Sencom do that because I'll probably share too much alpha if I do it. All right. So ever since the Terra crash, we've been building in, in stealth mode mostly, but this has changed recently. We open sourced our um, the liquidity hub code. You can find it at White Whale. DeFi platform, that's our repository. We also have the first de development workshops. And yeah, 
I might share too much offer here too, but we're so close of launching our liquidity apps on Terra and Juno. I can almost taste it. So we're, we're very, very close. Um, in fact, it's, it's, it's already live. We just haven't released it to the public. There, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, yeah. So, so, so we have, out. we have polls live. They're currently being arbed. Arbors have found them. Um, you know, so we, we're, we're kind of live on mainnet on Terra and Juno, um, but we're doing internal testing right now, you know, so there will be, once we just iron out some kinks, we'll be unveiling, uh, you know, we'll be pulling back the curtain here very, very, very shortly. So that's our status. Exactly. And beyond that, we're looking at open sourcing the first arbitrage bot. That will be focused on AMM to AMM ARP, after which we'll, we will also work on the AMM to order book open source bot, something that's very interesting for say. Um, and once we have our liquidity hubs deployed on Terra and Juno, which is you know, very shortly, we will deploy on a, on a couple of more chains to get them into our system. And then we will start with the implementation of the actual heavy lifting we have to do, which is the interchain aqueduct system between the chains, the liquidity bridges. Yeah, that's that's our roadmap, roughly. Well, if that's not alpha, I don't know what is, guys. We're basically live. Nice. Um, for the say, guys, um, how can the community get involved with you? Like, uh, what can they do right now to help you guys grow, um, to enhance the protocol. Um, yeah, maybe you, you can share a little bit on that. Yeah, I can hop in here. So as we already mentioned, the community can, the community can participate in our incentivized testnet and complete tasks to earn points, uh, which will also, which they'll be rewarded in with, with tokens. Um, we have a very active Discord community where anybody can hop in and our mods will be sure to answer any questions they have about the chain or about some of these tasks. Um, additionally, we're really excited about our, our Atlantis International Growth Program. Um, it's, it's kind of an opportunity to really kickstart your, your Web3 resume, um, help you know, build out a reputation on chain, and uh, also it's a great segue into finding careers in Web3. Um, you can start by joining our Discord and becoming Sailor. Um, eventually, you can build your way up through the ranks, and you'll unlock rewards and opportunities as you get more and more well known within within the community itself. Uh, on our on our our main Twitter, there's actually a thread pinned pinned to the top that will help you guys kind of learn a little bit more about how the how the uh, program works. Awesome, thanks, guys. Um, before we come to the Q and A. Um... Anybody else want to share anything? Um, yeah. Did we discuss every point of the collaboration? Um, yeah. Feel free to jump in here and share anything if if we missed something. Yeah. So I just um, was wondering. I I know I see Grover in the in the audience here. Uh, I was wondering if we can get an update on Vortex. You know, it doesn't have to be from him. Maybe we could bring him up. Or if either of you guys know, but I think it'd be cool to get a quick, a quick update um, on where Vortex is, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, if if Grover wants to come up, I see he's he's uh, in the crowd and uh, give any any sort of alpha or uh, any updates. Uh, that would be uh, tremendous. Okay, while we, while we are getting Vortex up, um, I want to share something, namely that um, one of the challenges new protocols or new platforms like say face when they start is that they have that they need to kickstart the the positive feedback cycle of liquidity users developers applications and one one great way to kickstart the cycle is by having both liquidity community and production ready products live on mainnet on day one and this is something that we're looking at uh, looking to do on say so our protocol as i said is is pretty much ready so whenever say launches on mainnet we will be there we will coordinate this with the say team to be live with our protocol on day one on say so that 
on day one, say has an AM index, liquidity, community, flash loans, open source bots, everything. So the network can go into existence with the bang. Yeah, awesome. No, um, hi guys. Sorry, I was just listening on my laptop, so I've uh, I found my phone. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's exactly it. Um, so on day one, obviously Vortex wants to be live on say, and then we want to have as many sort of uh, this, take advantage of this composability. So, for example, there's, there's a few little teasers. I mean, maybe a bit more alpha here um, about UXD is a stablecoin backed by a, a delta neutral position. And that delta neutral position that backs the UXD stablecoin will open a short on Vortex. So it's another example of just composability and how these apps can kind of weave together and you can build like a real financial ecosystem. Um, so like Vortex update, so it's live on testnet and um, we're just like pushing a few refinements and sort of upgrading the UI and um, I guess so far we've tested some sort of rudimentary things like, you know, uh, swaps working and, um, you know, can you, can you deposit liquidity? Can we bridge? Can we get Axelar USDC over on testnet? Um, so the next step is really sort of like ramping it up and we're giving everyone a bit of funny money. So we've, we've called that UST2, for, uh, which, which we thought at the time was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> might be contentious. Uh, and everyone can get a million dollars of UST2 to trade with, uh, with some size. And, uh, you know, we'll have some fun with that. Um, looking ahead, so you know the Say Network testnet has got I think one percent of the total to to token supply allocated towards it uh, as an airdrop, which is pretty monumental for a, for an air, for a testnet. So I'd encourage everyone to come and get involved and, and to use it because um, that's somewhat generous. Uh, I think you know we're we're looking like internally with Vortex to get ready by uh, you know mid November, which should be well ahead of um, say going live on mainnet. Which I think you know correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, guys. Sort of Q1 next year, something like that. So um, yeah, just continuing to work on on these uh, uh, sort of partnerships, seeing who uh, who we can sort of integrate with um, and sort of take advantage of Cosmos. This is the whole point of Cosmos: is you have interoperability between chains, so interchain accounts coming out. Like, how can we take advantage of that? How can we really make this sort of a seamless experience like regardless of which chain you launch an app um you know we're sort of sending tokens here and there and liquidity here and there everywhere uh, which is kind of exactly what you guys are saying here with the arbitrage stuff which is uh, really cool so yeah awesome thanks for sharing uh, so much alpha here unbelievable <laughs> um okay if uh, anybody else want to jump in or say th something otherwise we can go over to the q a so if anybody in the audience have any questions to this panel here they can go up and uh, just request to speak and you can go up and pose your question let's see we have richard here Hey, Richard, do you have a question? You're muted now, so. Perhaps while we wait for Richard, I've got one question. Um, what do you guys, I saw the, the NFT collection that you guys have put together, White Whale. Um, what's, uh, what's the deal there? What's, uh, where's that living right now? It's kind of in, uh, in an idle position right now. So basically what happened, and, and we have Fable on, so maybe he can speak to this better than I, but... Um, and actually, Fable, why don't you why don't you jump in first, and then I could fill in any details because he was actually he's actually part of the um, the IBC NFT sort of innovation group. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, could I hear the question again? Just uh, it's just go. where's where's the NFT collection at? That's all. Ah, yeah, it updates on it. Cool. So um, right now, anyone that's claimed NFTs, you have them in somewhere in your wallet. Uh, you know, so you have them, you can send them around. At some point, we're going to need to do a migration of those NFTs. And that means nothing for you, the end user. It just means some point in time, maybe whenever we schedule it, we're going to do a migration of the contracts. And at this point, you should be able to start getting them listed on exchanges. Our original deployment was done with a special variant of the CW721. That's given a bit of issues in getting listed. So uh, our plans there is to migrate it to the standard version and continue. Yeah, and just a little bit more context. So we we deployed this variant of the 721, um, thinking that it was going to be the IBC standard. 
NFT and because and when we deployed it, then we tried to get it listed on these exchanges and all these exchanges had problems with it. So that kind of, um, it, you know, there was a pivot then among consensus among the devs that maybe this shouldn't be the, um, the you know, the, the standard variant. So um, we were kind of the guinea pigs and uh, and now we'll have to make adjustments to the uh, or mi migrate the contract. So, um, you know, if you got an NFT, it's, it, you know, you, you have it. We're going to migrate the contract, um, you know, but right right now we're waiting um, to see. To, for the community to sort of reach a consensus on what the standard's going to be, and I don't know that they have yet. Um, Fable, maybe you can you can update on that as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can update. It's the consensus right now is using the the standard CW seven two one everyone knows and loves, and then using contracts around that, um, a little like escrow con contract, a bridge contract. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be the standard seven two one in future uh, when we do the migration. Yeah, no, awesome. And it's, I think it's really interesting. Like everyone kind of assumes NFTs are just like, you know, NFTs are just a specific type of token. That's it. It's, it's uh, composable across co Cosmos, but there's a whole bunch of uh, red tape and things to sort of get through um, when you're looking at taking them from one chain to another. So that's just another interesting observation, maybe. All right, nice. Um, anybody else have any questions from the audience, maybe? Uh, otherwise, we would wrap it up right here. Um, already are in 50 minutes almost. So, um, yeah. If you have a question, request to speak now. While we're waiting, um, I'll just I'll just share one more thing or a little bit more about what Sencom was was talking about about deploying our um, our contracts. Obviously, we do. We want to be live on say day one. Um, you know the the way we've the way we've built and structured our our contracts and one of the great things about the ibc right is you know so we're live on um on terra and juno right now right and pretty soon everybody's going to kind of see white whale 2.0 and these liquidity hubs and how they can augment um you know different chains and ecosystems on the ibc the great thing is we have deploy contracts which are very very simple to deploy right that's kind of the secret sauce is that we can be live on you know let's say kujira or let's say injective or let's say osmosis or you know name your name your chain they want to bring white whales contracts that means our liquidity our arbitrage infrastructure right they want to they want us to deploy on their chain um, we could be up and live and running, it, you know, the contracts can be deployed in a matter of hours, right? Um, you know, then we do some front end stuff. We're, we're talking about, you know, days, a few days to be up and live on a new, on a new chain. So it's, um, it, you know, it's, it's very mo modular. It's, it's very, um, you know, copy pasta in, in a sense where we can, we can deploy on your, on your standard IBC chains, on your IBC chains, we can um, replicate very quickly. So it's just an, an interesting facet. You got Sefi coming up. Feel free to uh, pose your question, Sefi. Oh, hey guys. Uh, yeah, just kind of rolling in here. Um, yeah, no, mainly came to sort of like park this stupid account here and like give you some influence peddling so people show up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, I've I'm definitely listening to see what you guys are doing. You had me worried, Sefi. I thought you were going to start asking loads of questions and we'd be here for like three hours. Um, so that's, uh, that's fortunate. Oh, you, you, want, you want to be really grilled? Is that what it is? <laughs> we, we could do that if you want, but like... <laughs> no. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, actually, uh, uh, like the synergy for SEI and Whale, um, like... How is this going to be, um, like, what features will Whale have uh, this time around that are different than, say, what we had on uh, Terra V1 as far as just, like, what are the critical, uh, I think, differences or changes you guys are implementing from before? Go ahead, Sencom, you could take this. Sure. There are a lot of differences because it's um, a much more ambitious project. But um, the similarity is that flash loans will be there on say. But additionally, the flash loans will not only um, be constrained to just UST, but we can um, spin up flash loan vaults based on demand. 
So whatever are the wherever the highest demand on on say is for flash loan, we can accommodate to that. Likewise, um, we have a, a or additionally we have a DEX, and we can also accommodate and um, to whatever demand is on say regarding AMM pools. So whatever are the most traded pairs, we can mirror them to allow um, low fee R between them and create stable prices. Yeah, so so basically the <clears throat> whale v2 is a completely different beast. It's a completely different animal than whale v1. We're not, you know, we're not running our bots sort sort of we're not basically a, a vault <clears throat> where people deposit and then it's plugged into our bots. Um we're we're more focused on the infrastructure, you know, across IBC and making arbitrage um sort of available and liquid and fluid. So basically, you know, these liquidity hubs that we have where we can we can deploy them on any chain right which we will deploy on say um it provides a secondary pool right so our amm pools are a secondary pool they're meant to be arb pools they're meant to be bought first pools um that provide the local arb opportunity right so you'll have your order book on say then you'll have your arb pools um our pools so the arbors can arb locally on the same network right then you have your flash loan vaults which they can pull capital from. So basically the idea is instead of having to, if you're an Arbor, instead of having to deploy capital on 60 different chains and have say, you know, 50 grand or a hundred thousand dollars on, on 60 different chains waiting for arbitrage opportunities, you just pull from our, um, from our flash loan vaults. Right. So, um, it makes it more capital efficient that way. So basically we, we have these liquidity hubs, these outposts, um, that make arbitrage, you know, simpler and and um, you know more capital efficient. That's that's the the difference between white whale v two and v one. So is this is this going to make like use of the new interchain accounts feature of Cosmos specifically, or like is this like you have a separate hub literally on every chain, but they're not necessarily connected to each other? Does that make sense? Like yeah there- yeah. Yeah, so Sencom, you could answer this, but uh, go ahead, Sencom. Sure. So the liquidity hubs initially will be disconnected from each other, but we will use interchain accounts, among other key technologies, to connect them eventually. Cool. Yeah. I I was just curious, like, what projects were using ICA already and... Uh, yeah. I figured you guys were looking into it, but uh, right. yeah, a lot of a lot of folks haven't really dug deep into it yet. Right. Yeah. So the, the end game, right? So we'll have. So right now we can deploy our contracts on chains across the IBC, right? Then the end game is to connect them all. So that's what we're working on now. Is um, we we call it our interchain command. So basically, with all of these liquidity hubs connected, with all of these pools connected. Um, we could then, you know, act as kind of an aqueduct system where we're we're sort of distributing liquidity as it's needed, right, throughout pairs. You know, so let's say a stablecoin, a new stablecoin, for example, becomes prominent across the IBC. We could then direct and balance liquidity across different chains in the IBC just through white whales pools, right? So that's um that's where it's going. That's that's where we're going with it. Cool. Anybody else? I don't have any more requests, so uh, I think we can wrap it up here. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, making this happen. Uh, thanks for the say, guys, uh, for joining. And uh, yeah, I think we got a, our fair share of alpha here in the spaces. So um, let's keep on coming. Let's keep building. And uh, yeah, we can maybe do another one around the launch of Say Network. That would be awesome. And um, yeah, thank you guys. And uh, see you in the next one. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. Yep. See you. See ya. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Say Partnership AMA, hosted by White Whale, recorded on Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Plink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush.
Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Get into the shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling, less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the box came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Tell me spaces.